Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Sharad and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken Experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the vibes. You got the culture? Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. This is your boy, DJ Sharad. And DJ Juicy. We are the Butter Chicken Boys yes, at Butter Chicken Podcast. I am at DJ Sharad. I am at DJ Juicy. And we do this Butter Chicken thing. It's light. It's fun. Lovely. Casual conversation, Cooked if you will. really well, yeah. Absolutely. So, Juicy. What's up, bruh? I say this on so many episodes because... Almost every time we record an episode, we see each other during the day or the day before, and you get so fired up and so angry and mad at me, and then uh, you, we get into the studio, and it's like water under the bridge. Yeah, it's a fresh start. It's like gravy under the bridge. It's all right. Like I said, bro, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's brothers fighting bicker, man. You just you get over it, and you move on, and you just fucking live your life, man, right? Absolutely. So for those listeners just checking in, the Butter Chicken Podcast aims to tell the stories of unique individuals doing impactful things in culture and society. Uh, we are in season three. Seasons one and two are absolutely incredible. We've had some great guests, mm-hmm. ga- guests that had have been making impact all their lives, uh, guests from all uh, parts of the culture, whether it be tech, fashion, entrepreneurship, and, of course, uh, those in the music game as well. Absolutely, yeah, man. And I think season three uh, is a little bit different because... Um, we've sort of seen just in over the course of a few seasons, uh, the culture continually change. Um, and a lot of that has to do with uh, the new talent that's coming up. Um, it's, it's funny because, you know, at the end of most of our episodes, we'll always ask for some insight from our guests, like words of wisdom for the youth. Absolutely. And what you can say to them to inspire them. But I feel like I'm inspired by the youth as of late. You know what I'm saying? And it's because of their hunger and drive and talent level and uh, all these other things. You know, I, you and I are very competitive with each other, with everybody around us, and it's it's all friendly competition, right? It's, it's nothing not friendly. Un- no, no competition. <laughs> friendly mind. Well, whatever. I don't consider it to be unhealthy. I think it's 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 <laughs> it's all for the greater good um, of Absolutely. of self self you know empowerment and betterment. So, uh, with that, the youth has just been elevating their game tremendously, and it's uh. It's definitely been poking at me, and I feel like I gotta poking always, always you, step huh? my game up. How yeah. does that feel? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like it's it's a good Pause. thing. It's a good thing. But whatever, yeah. bro. <laughs> okay. You and your innuendos, but <laughs> but the thing is, man, um, you know, the youth have been poking at you. This we know. It and it's and it's a it's it's motivating. It's uh it's not annoying. It's not <laughs> like pestering me or anything like that. It's it's more so kind of like, yo, stay up with the times. I like it. I, I, you know what I, I'm saying? I, I genuinely like it. Uh, I was actually listening to an old podcast of uh, Cypher Sounds and Peter Rosenberg. For those of you go, who, go, who are listening to our podcast, uh, know that we, we talk to people within the culture uh, that we represent. And our culture is, is very unique in the sense that, yeah, we are South Asian, but... Uh, we're entrenched in this hip-hop thing, too. Uh, so we take a lot of inspiration from there. And I was listening to an old episode of uh, Rosenberg and Seifel, who don't do their podcast anymore. One Epstein? Yes. Okay. And um, Young Guru, 
uh, you know, from rock, sure. Jay-Z's, uh, well, just Young Guru in general, I should say, uh, he made a statement on the pod, on this interview, and they had asked him about trap and all the new trap music that was coming out and, you know, all this music that this mumble rap or this dumbed down lyrics or this 70 BPM stuff that you can't really dance to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one up guys who are avid hip hop guys were like, young guru, what do you think about this stuff? What do you think his answer was? Sheesh. Uh, he likes it. He's he does. He's he embracing it. it. He likes it. He embraces it. He, uh, you know, was talking about how like, look, back when maybe Eminem dropped, people looked at M like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what what is he doing? This is not what rap is supposed to be, right? Right. But Eminem was a part of an evolution that just exploded. He was part of a generation where people, he built his own lane, he, 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 he carved his own space out, and he opened it up for so many other people. Facts. Uh, similarly, like, the guys that are coming out now in all types of music are the guys that are coming out now, and they're speaking to the youth. With that... Uh, I think it's safe to say that me and you have sort of transitioned uh, from being guys that like have been around for so long. Uh, we've been around artists that have popped off from early on and we've supported careers of many artists as DJs uh, and many DJs and many people that are mm -hmm. creatives in general. And now we're in a different position than say even five or 10 years ago. Yeah, I think it would be foolish uh, for someone not to accept the fact that evolution is inevitable and change is good. and you know, you could be stubborn and, and, and fight it. And, mm -hmm. and Or you could be like, yo, I'm going to accept it and I'm going to push it and I'm going to make sure that, you know, this whole thing, uh, whether it be hip-hop, whether it be South Asian music or, you know, things like that, they're going to push it and take it to the next level and co-sign it, right? So I think that with that... You're saying we're going to co-sign it? I, I, I already co-signed it. I'm just saying that for those who will give pushback to that and say, no, you know... We got to stick to the roots and, and we got to do it like this is, is foolish. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and actually what I do now um, outside of Butter Chicken, you know, we started this all brown everything mm. um, sort of small movement. And no movement starts as this massive thing, right? It starts as you got to start somewhere. And, sure. and, and if, if something's powerful, it's going to snowball and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if it's not, if something's not powerful, then you you you, you, you stop there and you move on or you pivot and, and you and you keep going. Right. Right. Uh, with that, you know, we started Butter Chicken as just an, an idea, mm -hmm. and then it snowballed, and now people are calling us to be on the show. Yeah, We started our agency, uh, our production company, DJ USA. Mm -hmm. um, it was just, I think, me and a couple of guys early on, yeah. right? Yeah. And now we're doing, you know, we're working with billion-dollar brands, multi-billion-dollar brands. Uh, I think a lot of that also has to do with the youth that we that we put in, put into position. For sure. Uh, specifically, the creatives, the DJs, um, the producers that we're working with, um, all the content creators we're working mm -hmm. with. Um, there's a there's a lot of guys we're working with out here. Absolutely, and they're all super young and super talented. Shout out to our guy Benson on video. Yes, sir, Benson. Uh, Benson's a young creative. He's incredible. Um, Jay Varma, our guy, in-house photography, along with any, so many of the other photographers that we work with. If yep. I start naming them, it's a lot. Uh, young DJ Uzi, he's Uzi. on the come up. Yep. Avi, one of the few, I think one of the four South Asian DJs on mainstream radio. American radio. Yeah. So he's on PST in Philly. He's with us. Uh, Arjun, 
Hookah Club King. Hookah Club King. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we got the youth, like, KKV, KKV. 15 years old, signed him when he was, like, 14. Incredible talent. So there's all this youth, right? So we could have easily said, like, yo, let's just hold all this business for us and, like, the old guys and then, like, push the youth to the side. But I think embracing them is is super, super important. Totally, man. Uh, With that, there's, um, there's one specific artist uh who is super young okay comes from queens my hood all right um i had i was introduced to him from dharmic uh dharmic put me on to him for those of you who don't know dharmic is uh uh just a a mover and a shaker he's in the music game and uh, he keeps his ear to the street and he keeps his ear to what's hot and i know if dharmic brings me something Last time he brought me, well, he didn't bring me Anik, but he was the one repping Anik at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he brought Anik Khan through. And, you know, Anik uh, obviously is an incredibly talented person. So right off there, after that, he brought me some records from Kemba, mm-hmm. uh, another artist that he's working with. So he had actually said, yo, check out this kid, Robin Day. And I said, Dharmic, if this is your guy, I already know it's going to be Say good. Less, like, yeah. how good is it going to be? Just... I don't want to talk about it. Just send me the music. Right. He's got a knack for finding good young talent, for sure. Yeah. I mean... Shout out to the homie Dharmic. That's what he does, right? So, um, you know, without further ado, I want to introduce the young homie. Uh, fresh out the studio. He's been making record after record. Apparently, he's got, like, an album. He's all, He's got records that... He's got so many records that he's got throwaways already. Sheesh. <laughs> and uh, and he's he's he's... <laughs> He's making his moves. Uh, I've seen him perform live. He came and performed at one of our All Brown Everything NYCs, and he did. I mean, he had the girls crushed it, cranking. Oh, yeah, nah, you told he that had thing the though, girls man. cranking. It was very cool to see. Yeah, facts. Right, facts. <laughs> like, man, that energy was crazy. Yeah. And he's here with us in studio today. Uh, on the come up, brand new, multiple records out. Let's give it up for our boy, Robin. Day, what's up, Robin? Thank you, Sherrod. Thank you, Juicy, for having me. Oh, no really doubt, Really appreciate man. y'all. So, Robin, um, let's get this on the record. This is your first interview? Yeah, this is my first interview. Um, I just want to say I'm extremely humbled for you guys having me. I'm going to, you know, remember this for the rest of my life, for real. No, nah, man, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your story. And, you know, I, I'm sure our listeners are, are really going to appreciate it as well. So thank you for, thank for you, making the time. Yeah. I think we should just jump right into it, Juice. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we want... The listeners to really get to know you um tell us a little bit about where you come from culturally and how that influenced your perspective on life and then also on your career which you're pursuing now so um i come from a bengali ethnic background i was born and raised in uh, south side jamaica queens and basically my my fathers uh, my forefathers have taught music pretty much classical music mm. and it was something that was extremely important to my family and it also brought family together so um my dad he was he was the youngest amongst nine brothers and sisters and he was always kind of the the hot shot of yeah. it all he's and so um he was a singer he's a cricket player of course and um he was just multi-talented he was he's also an artist painter mm. and so you know, when he when he came here, he had this grand vision of making it in a way, you know. Um, but it, I guess it didn't go the way he planned it to go. Yeah. You know, I came along, and then <laughs> he was just he was just sorting things out pretty much. And 
what I learned, what I learned from my, what I learned from my dad and what I learned from, you know, that part of the family is that you, you gotta go for it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta chase what you want. Mm. And my parents were never the type to kind of be like how the majority of most South Asian parents are. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be a doctor, you got to be, sure. you know. They always gave me that freedom to be like, do what you're good at. What are your strengths, right? What are your strengths? And make sure you revolve around that. And I feel like their support was one of the big reasons why I, I started taking music seriously. And so... Yeah, you know. So what it, what age did that start at? It started at probably 14, 15. Okay. Um that's kind of that's kind of the time around when I when I stopped learning classical music mm-hmm. and I was like, but you, you know what? you were learning classical your whole life, right? Almost yeah, I've been I've been I've been revolved around good music ever since I was little. I mean, of course, before before, you know, the genre of music the genre of music that I do is R and B essentially. Right. But before that, it was Guzzles, right? Jugzit Singh, Chitter Singh, Golamali. Those those guys were the ones that really um influenced me. And then of course I would listen to just a lot of classical based stuff. And I realized that learning classical it allowed me to branch off into different genres it's like if you learn classic indian classical music you can sing anything that's so crazy because uh, a lot of actually one specific artist that was previously on our show said the same thing it's like the indian classical is the foundation for you to kind of accelerate in every other lane, yeah absolutely is, why is that it's because um in classical music you're taught you're taught um micro notes notes that aren't aren't exactly familiar to the western ear mm. Tell us about Risky, man. Where, where, did, where did the inspiration for that particular record come from? How did that record even come about? Because I love that song. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's a fantastic record. Um, I've been playing it off the hook. Wow, uh, Juicy, appreciate you've been, it, man. You've been playing it Incredible as well. Record. I've been playing it at multiple, like all types of parties. From oh, wow. Playing, playing it on radio. Absolutely. I'm about to playlist it um, wow. on Tidal. Oh, that's great. Um... I played it at a wedding recently. No way. Absolutely. I played it at, we played it at a, a Nike event <laughs> the other day. That's crazy. I had girls coming up to me like, "Yo, you could, that's that new weekend?" I said, "No." <laughs> yeah. And, and ah. we're going we're we're going to talk about this too. Yes, definitely. Right? I'm ready because for this. we we, ha- we had something about yeah. that um and I asked Juicy this too. Juicy, when I first played you Robin stuff, what did, what did I what did you say about his sound? I'm like, "Yo, dude sounds straight up like the weekend." But with the twist it's not like exactly yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying like yeah. you have your own authentic sound as yeah well. definitely yeah and i had asked you when i met you in your studio that time are you inspired by the weekend and you you, you, you didn't say like a definitive yes yeah no it, it's crazy because a lot of people a lot of people think because of the tonal quality of of my voice because it's it's it, it's basically in the higher registers, right? Mm-hmm. So, which which is similar to the weekends, mm-hmm. um, his overall cadence and everything. It's definitely in the in the higher registers, or whatever. Um, but yeah, he asked me. He's like, you know, um, the weekend must be an inspiration to you. And I was like, not not exactly. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's like I, I I told him I was like I haven't listened to trilogy in its full in, in its entirety like back, ever. Yeah. I'm just like I've been listening to more of his like recent stuff. Sure. 
and um, I I feel like I like his more like recent stuff more rather than his experimental stuff. But I I see I see why people would say like, oh, you know, you sound like The Weeknd. I take it as a compliment. Absolutely, like, I would I'm too. Just like, Hell yeah. Well, I'll take it. I'll take whatever I got. You know, check Tommy's track record. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's also it's also blending um, what you know I grew up with and what I what what I what I worked and learned so hard for um, you know growing up with classical music is just not overdoing it, but just putting dashes of it to where a listener, a new listener, would be like, okay, that's familiar, but at the same time. Whoa! What what, what is, is that, that little yeah. what is that little riff there that he did or what is that little melody or you know um, melody choice or whatever? You, you get it's to like, finesse a record a little bit with with the skill set that you learned from back in the day. Yeah, I, I it definitely comes in hand. But the crazy thing is, like the amount of classical music that I've learned is, I feel like it's still not enough because my my uncles who teach classical music they've been learning are they for, still teachers now? yeah they're they're literally it's no no cap <laughs> they are the best classical music musical teachers in bangladesh like if you want to learn classical music in bangladesh you go to them there's there's no one else and if you think i'm musically inclined my cousins uh-huh <laughs> out of this out of this yo out of this universe like your cousins that are your age yeah so would you ever do like a a, a boy band like a Bangladeshi <laughs> boy band? <laughs> they're, I mean, they're they're. That'd be sick, bro. <laughs> be they are um, first of his kind. Yeah, they are. You know, there's one one group, a group from the West Coast. Oh well, I'm talking about like R and B group. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're they're um, primarily like they play instruments. Okay. Got they it. they play multiple instruments. Um, they're not exactly vocalists, but their knowledge of music they 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 picked up one instrument and they were they were able to play like three, four instruments without even, like... Sheesh. So this thing is in your up. family blood. Yeah. It's abso- in your genes. Absolutely. I, I agree. So I could see why your parents were, like, totally for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when... Have you... Like, you're still young in your career. You have a mm-hmm. few records out now. I know you're working diligently on so much more music. But at what point did you say, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to do anything else. I'm, I'm going to focus on this music thing and mm. this is my career when yeah. when did that happen and tell us about how that happened out of you know after like your teen years mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like uh, a huge thing was um of course my 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 parents support but which has been for the length of you doing music yeah i mean i i feel like they were all i feel like there was some there was some not doubt but they were just like oh cool you know you're doing music but they never really understood where I kind of wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another huge thing was just, I feel like from a young age, people straight up just doubted me. Right? Why? They just didn't like the idea of a brown kid getting into R&B music or oh, like pop music. Oh, like so the music. non-brown people yeah. that you affiliate with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you, at a young age, it's like, Either you have a choice, right? Either you go in, go in the corner of your room and, and cry about it, or you, like, no, I'm a, I'm a prove you wrong kind of situation. Okay, so, so part, so you have that chip on your shoulder. Oh yeah. Oh man, I can't, I can't take that. Like, someone's, especially if you, if you have no right, 
if you're not even qualified to be like it's i understand i never i never it was never like a hostile reaction that i ever showed it was just like oh it was okay f- it was fuel yeah it was fuel, fuel. Like, all right cool but my question is is like when did you decide like i'm gonna do this music thing and this is what i'm gonna do was that from onset or is that at a certain it, point in it, your life yeah it it it, it was a <laughs> brewing thing it wasn't completely instant but it was like i was like for, even from a young age it was like I would sit in school. I would look out the window. High school, like even like like elementary school. Wow. Okay. Elementary school. I would be I would be sitting, and I would just be looking out the window, like just humming all the time. I remember I used to get in trouble f- for that all the time, and then there would be like tests coming up, spelling spelling tests. We're like, do I really need to study study for this spelling test? It's like, nah. I'll be a singer. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so back then, so yeah, you knew it was early. Always, yeah, it was. Cr- I don't know now so that like I now seven that, or eight years. Yeah, old? now that I reflect on it, it's like I was thinking stuff like that back then. Wow. Okay. You know, and and then it 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 definitely started solidifying as I like like started reaching like eighteen. And how old are you now? Twenty three. Okay. So yeah. You still you still young in the game. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really decided to test the waters by just posting up like a couple covers okay. on, on Instagram. And that's recently, right? That's like in the last couple of years. Yeah. That was, uh, about maybe a year and a half ago, a, a half little, ago. little, is almost it? two years. Okay. So this is now taking it from like, I'm doing this, but now maybe I'm going to go pro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 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 what happens? You, you you post a couple of covers up. I post a couple of covers up just to just to just just to post them up for friends and family. Okay. And then the feedback that I got from that, I it was it was it was incredible. It was tremendous. I didn't. This I did, was straight Instagram or YouTube. Yeah, just just Instagram. Okay. My only platform was was Instagram because that's all I used. I wasn't like I'm not like the I wasn't like a huge social media guy, but I realized like how powerful it is mm-hmm. now, especially. But yeah, I just posted up a couple covers of from my favorite some of my favorite artists and I just kept doing that. Just just for the heck of it. So no like social media strategy. No, there. absolutely. Nobody not. coming and telling you when to post. This is you just being you. Yeah. Just 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 to have something for the people to watch. And And at <laughs> at that point were you in the studio recording like Risky and Medusa's and all the stuff that's out now or No, so when when I posted when I posted um when I posted my, like, it was a, maybe my third cover or so. Mm-hmm. I had a friend from high school who just came across it, and he was just like, dude, like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> and I've known him since, like, middle school. And he was in, the, he's, he's in this rap, uh, this collective called 85th. They're from um, uh, Lower East Side of Queens. And, and basically, it's a, whole bunch of, it's a whole bunch of really talented rappers and just artists and he was just like dude we need to we need to record man like this is ridiculous you we need to get you in a studio and from there it was pretty much just getting comfortable within that studio environment and once once i started going a few so more you had times never been in a studio no, prior never. to that this was just never got it so this was all just like classes with family teachers and pretty school. much in that realm Got it. So no yeah. pro, no pro tools. No, no pro tools. I mean, I had I had like a little small um, setup, right. little 
uh, a condenser mic and a little interface, but right. just to just to record scratches, but nothing of of that level of 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 course. And then when I finally got into that studio environment, um, this is it. I was like, oh, it just hit me. I was like, oh my god. Okay, you fell in love with it. Like I, re-fell in love with it. Absolutely. And you know these set that still to this day, like I'll be having six like four four hour sessions, six hour sh- sessions sometimes. And the time just flies. And that's when I knew, like, all right, if the time's going this fast <laughs> and I'm working, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this, is the, this is the way to do it. Lit. Make that make that music first. That's first and foremost. Absolutely. You, you mentioned uh, you started out by doing a bunch of covers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, who are some of the artists that influenced you, like, outside of, like, South Asian, mm-hmm. um, like, R&B artists or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. just name off a couple of people. Um, well... For me, one of my biggest inspirations is is Chris Brown, of course. Um, I just think he's a he's just overall a great artist, vocally, dance wise, even artist like even painting wise. He's wow. like amazing, and so vocally, I try to mimic to what he does. He just does everything so effortlessly. Right. So um, I did a cover of one of his songs, um, Jasmine Sullivan. She's she's an OG in the game, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the stuff that she does. Tank, sure. Tank, um, you know, wow. he's he's like an R and B general. Absolutely. Um, there's also uh, Brian McKnight. Wow. Yeah. OG. Yeah. OGs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Brian McKnight. Um, Usher, of course. Um, yeah, just to, just to name a couple. Those 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 guys are definitely like. The people that I grew up on in terms of R&B music, South Asian artists, any South Asian artists that you could? South Asian artists, um, like newer, newer, no, old, in general. And in general. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of Jugjit Singh. Just growing, like I said, I just if I show you the collection of <laughs> <laughs> Jugjit Singh um, CDs that I have, it's ridiculous. Do your parents have any vinyl of it? Yes. You want to sell that to us? <laughs> I'm collecting. We're on. Really? Hunt. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm buying out people's vinyl collections. So. I got to ask my tell, dad because he's mom. a huge yeah. vinyl guy. Tell mommy and daddy dad, you know, if... Uh, Yo, Sharada, he's asking, he's asking for some vinyls. Will you please be so kind? <laughs> to... <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah. One auntie just gave me like like 60 wow. Bollywood records that are in my crib right 60? now. Like 60 LPs. Oh, or? like... Silsala and just bangers that like gotcha. I don't even care about the money that they're worth like I just want to have them to, to have them yeah sounds, absolutely just incredible vinyl yeah. you can't compare yeah absolutely Robin Day D E Y D E Y any relation or correlation or affiliation with Mana Day who's a classical yeah. icon in, in 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 the South Asian space yeah absolutely he's a he's one of the greatest. Um, yeah, he's he's my he's my godfather figure pretty much, and it's crazy because to this day, I don't exactly know how he's affiliated. Mm. It's I know that he had some relation with my my grand my actual grandfather, okay. Ustad Mitunde, and um, he, from what I know, my my dad told me is that you know he came to New York. And he just, my dad just happened to run into him. And then 
they just pretty much connected from there. And he was my grandfather figure growing up. Just, and it was great. And I didn't wow. know who he was yeah. growing up. I thought he was just my granddad. Like, yeah, that's crazy. He was just my granddad. Um, yeah, for my fifth birthday, he gave me his harmonium, that, the Paul and Co. Yeah. Wow. You still yeah. Have, I'm assuming you still have yeah. that. Yeah. I practice cool. on that. I, yeah, I still practice on that when I have time. Sheesh. Yeah. That's, that's huge, bro. Yeah. It's pretty and, cool, man. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's great to, to have that, to have that. I remember even him telling me from a really young age because, because I would always be around the house singing and humming and, and all that. And he kind of just like pulled me in like this. He's like, he's like, listen, kid, you know, you have a voice. All right. You better use he said it. it just like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, like my. He said it in English. Yeah. Wow. Wow. They listen to me, young man. <laughs> oh, word. Okay. Yeah, he said it like Tell that. Tell us how like, he really said yeah, it. Yeah, like some awesome real godfather, <laughs> like finger yeah. in the face and everything. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like like shoulder, like hand on yeah. shoulder. Listen, young man. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh my god, and it just like stuck to me. That was that was such a vibrant memory of him. I call him I call him Gandadu. Mm. That's what I call him. Um, Can you yeah. translate that for the Western listeners? Oh, basically, that means uh, singing grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Sick, dude. Singing grandfather. So yeah. did you have sessions with him? Like, just you guys singing together and, like, just vibing, jamming in the living room? Yeah, pretty much. There's some... I'm pretty... We have some videos of that, of just me singing, and he's just kind of just guiding me along. And when I when I look at... When I look back at all the pictures and all the memories, I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. Because I didn't realize who he really was until I got older. Right. You know, read up on him, and then I was just like, "No way!" I was, yeah. It was just, it was re, it was crazy. It was yeah, he, so unbelievable. His music played on the weekends at my crib. Ever, like I yeah. have so many nostalgic memories as a child. Mm -hmm. My wife even same thing in her household. It's, yeah. It's it just it resonates with us his music and Absolutely. even to this day, like as a DJ, yeah, I'll squeeze in his records. Yeah. People appreciate it, man. It's. That's legendary. Mm -hmm. It's legend legendary shit. Yeah, so this is his lineage. This is Robin Day's lineage. This is uh, what he was meant to do from what, from what his story is sounding like. Listeners who are just tuning in, this is the Butter Chicken Podcast. This is your boy, DJ Sherrod. I'm here with my partner. And, 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 and young Juicelino, that's me. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Robin, just to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I Juicy and I both, we, we talked about it in the top of the episode where we take a lot of pride in um, sort of finding the young artists that we feel um, have talent, we feel that are giving something good to the culture. Absolutely. And we've sort of, just through our years of being in, in our world um, of music and, and events, we feel that it is, it's just our duty and it's our, it's our, it's our, it's our time right now to take what we've built um, and open doors up for artists such as yourself who have great music but maybe not necessarily all the tools or the yeah. the power or the finance yet to like take it to the next level. So what right. we feel, a place that we feel that we're at is like we're in this like place where people know us. Mm -hmm. If we stand next to something or someone, people will then open their eyes to it. And we hope that through our platform and our network, the youth around us that's doing great stuff mm -hmm. 
can have one more step on their journey to just wherever they're going. Absolutely. And so Dharmic, uh, who's one of your managers, right? Yeah. You're, you're managed by Dharmic and Ravish? Yeah. So they co-manage you? Absolutely. So Dharmic put me on to you. I, I, I said in the top of the episode that I listened to the music. I was thoroughly impressed. And then I went to your Instagram page. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I started following you and just try, trying to see what you were all about. And I never just will get on an artist no matter how good their music is. I always want to meet that person. Absolutely, yeah. And when I met you, you had this um, energy about you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and one other thing that I found about you, which is uh, very different uh, from a lot of the youth artists, yeah. is that you can actually have a conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not dissing the youth. I'm yeah. just saying like a lot of youth that I deal with, and we deal with youth all the time. It's a lot of texting. Yeah. It's a lot of DMing. Yes. It's mad emojis. Just sometimes it's just emojis. I I mean I I, <laughs> you know? I, I book DJs that are your age that I just book them on a text. They send me a fire sign or a muscle sign. <laughs> or one one of these yeah. hands like, yeah. and in like the air. Like, I don't even get an invoice from them when I have to pay them. Say I have to pay them three hundred dollars. Yeah. It'll just say like the hundred sign. Like three times. Times three. What? Like, and that's the that's the conversation. What's, what's the rate? Hundred times. So three. you're you're in a generation that is sort of communicates in a different way. And in I a don't, different way. I yeah. don't knock it. I don't diss it. It's just what it is. Yeah. I've adapted to it, mm-hmm. but I've noticed that I was able to hold a conversation with you, and you had this professional uh, sort of aura, but you also had this excitement around you and your career and and your team and you felt like really really like i just felt good energy around you yeah and then you came to our show and juicy you weren't there because you came you you, hollywood so you show up right before your set what are you talking about i was there the entire time i was on the sidelines i got videos (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm throwing you under the bus but he performed at like I want to say like 10 o'clock, 10 15 or 10 30 at a show. 10 15, yeah. But sound check was at like 4 or 5 o'clock. Okay. Him and his team show up like first to sound check, I believe. They were like the first ones there. And <laughs> sound check was done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, you guys could go home. You could go do whatever. Just come back at 10. And he was like, Robin was like, nah, I'm just going to stay right here <laughs> in the cut, in the club, <laughs> in this seat. <laughs> on this bench with my gang, and we're just gonna sit here and relax and chill until the <laughs> event. Yeah. And like, you don't see artists doing nah, that. Artists nah. are in and out, and then yeah. boom, like, come on before set, and that's it. And I, I noticed you, you move a little bit differently. Think so? I, I know so. I deal with artists all the time. <laughs> no artist comes to Soundcheck and stays in the venue the whole time, especially if Soundcheck's like six hours before the set or five hours before the set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I assumed was that, like, yo, Robin's a focused individual, and I assumed you just wanted to check the energy in the room and just yeah. mentally prepare for your show. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Tell Ab- me what that was, because you hit the stage and you murdered it. Yeah, you killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. Room was shaking. <laughs> really good, man. Really good. Um, well, I feel like what it what it is, something that I subconsciously subconsciously tell myself is before I perform I want to be able to get to know everyone you know I want to be able to engage they people say oh you know 
you know, make sure you engage, engage, engage. I mean, I feel like when people say that, it's like on a social media level. But, you know, you got to engage with people face to face, right? Before you get on stage and after you, even after you get off that stage. You got you to interact with everybody, right? And I feel like what a, lot of, what a lot of artists tend to do is kind of be in the backgrounds or kind of, you got to, because you never know, well, in my case, I feel like you never know when an opportunity can come. So just being in that environment, absorbing, you know, the overall energy of everyone that's putting the venue together. And it's also just appreciating the people that put the whole event together, right? Get and talk to the DJs. Talk to, you know, even the guy at the bar. Like, yeah. you know, it's just make making your presence known, right? And not just not just having it um be noticed on stage. Sure. And I feel like every every minute before I went on stage, I gained a new friend. I gained a new fan cuz I had people come up from like Maine and like Connecticut and just to see me perform and they like came up to me and they were like dude we came all the way from and I like sat with them and like <laughs> talked to them and they were just like I did not expect you to be like this I'm like what do you mean like we're we're all the same here yeah. you know and it's it's once you est- I feel like once you establish that connection right you 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 gain an, a lifetime fan and that's what I'm trying to create just lifetime fans really that's uh, words of uh, of a of a definitely a professional. Would you say, Juicy? Absolutely, it's very um, forward thinking of you and, as and a I, young artist. As I was saying, like a lot of people have or young artists that I've dealt with, or young people in general. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. I'm not going to say all, but many of the the youth I deal with have this like fascination with social media presence yeah. and engagement purely on a social media level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel that um, connectivity-wise, there's a lot of artists who can connect amazingly on social media, but once we put them on a stage, there's the presence is not felt, or the presence is not there, or they can't perform. Mm-hmm. You had this amazing energy about you, and <laughs> I, and I feel that that's a great baseline. Was that taught to you, or like did you did your team like coach you on that, or how how did that come? It's from within you. Like where where does that come from? It's crazy because it was actually the first time my 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 team actually saw me perform. Um, but no, I think it's I think what what made me, per, you know, perform in that in that manner was. I'm most comfortable on stage. I've always been, since a young age. Just because I've been performing, not only, you know, classical music events, but also, um, um, you know, during Durga Puja, sure. right? Um, you know, there's a whole, there's so many cultural festivities. I, I, I remember I performed as Krishna, like that was <laughs> that was a great moment, you sure. know. And then at the same, literally, my next set was me doing a, like, a, a dance routine to like a whole bunch of Michael Jackson songs. Y'all don't know about that, by the way. <laughs> but we know you could dance. So. The dancing the dancing thing, you guys don't know just yet. Okay. But okay. it's and coming. It's going to come out? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I feel like I think it's also performing classical music. It's it's being able to captivate an audience while being stationary, right? And I feel like I was just so used to that mm. and doing that. And I was like, you know what? This is a whole different crowd, whole different energy. 
I literally wanted to just do something that was polar opposite and see how that went. And crazy thing is I've never been to a concert ever. In your life? In my life, no. Well, you've seen stuff online and YouTube. I've and yeah, and just ha see how how certain things that they do. Like, that was very, that last performance was very experimental. I feel like there was many things that I could have improved on, many things I could have executed maybe a little better. Um, but overall, um, just being able to captivate an audience in a different, fun, energetic way. Um the best is when the girls are screaming up front. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's the best. Like you see all the girls screaming up front and they know the words. You know, that that that's there's no lie there. That's all factual when it's outsiders, people just fans and the general public singing the songs and screaming and like going wild. That and you had your whole gang there too. Yeah, I I had a lot of friends there too, but I also saw a lot of new faces and and it was great just seeing them know every word i was like no way this is <laughs> happening right now that's see that's that's another big reason why i was like okay this this music thing i can really do this because when when i released my first song in december of 2017 what song was that new things okay that was your first record that was my like first, record. first professional record okay. yeah and I, like I, I i honestly didn't think it was gonna like i thought it was just gonna get a few plays here and there but it was pretty big for me. And was the team part of that, or were you? No, that was just that all me. Uh, that was all me at the time. Um, I did my own little rollout or whatever on Instagram to the best of my ability. Just to basically, I'm kind of I'm kind of nasty with the Final Cut Pro okay. and the okay. editing Photoshop okay. here and there. Okay. So. I, I like that you said that. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just I just curated it in my in my own way and a way that I would like to see my artist kind of execute a, a song release or something like that. And I kind of just took it that way. And it, I feel like it worked. I, I feel like it worked. Uh, um, and it was, uh, I was, I was like, Whoa, I did not, <laughs> I did not expect that. And then it was crazy. Cause I just started getting DMS of like young, like young Bengali, like kids and fans. They were just like, dude, like, I love you. And they were just, <laughs> I was just like, why? It's like, bro, you, you look like me. <laughs> are these kids from Queens or are they from all over the, the, the world at this point? Um, at first it was from Queens and then I started getting some messages from like India and like some DMs from like Bangladesh and stuff. I was like, no way. Have you, had any, have you had any stalkers yet? Um, I think I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting... With the territory. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, get, I'm getting inside scoops from some people. They're just like, yo, dude, they... This girl right here, she's stalking you. She acting like she don't even know you. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, all right, I gotta. But be this careful. is, but this comes with this is part of the game and part of the artistry as yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm realizing there's a lot of things that I, I signed up for. Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Once you put yourself in the public eye, that's it. It, it all comes with it. Absolutely. So, l listeners, I want to point something out. We're in it. We're in what's called the music business. Yeah. Right. Like, so we got the music, which you got locked in. Mm -hmm. You got the music business. Absolutely. And then you got the music industry. Right. Three really hard things to navigate yeah. individually. And when you put them all together as an artist, it becomes just a bowl of what could be potential disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what could turn into greatness, right? right. If you take the right steps. Mm -hmm. So for the young listeners that are tuned in, um, Robin did this thing with family support and on his own till a certain point. 
and we're in a part of his story where the right people reached out to him and he took it upon himself to say, this is a situation I want to be in yeah, and let's make it work, right? So Absolutely. you as a creative person, the artist being, as you said, picky or mm-hmm. we like to call it particular. Yeah, Juicy particular. particular. Yeah. Juicy says particular. <laughs> I say specific. Specific. Yeah, that right? also works. You got, yeah. you got this process locked in your head. You know what it's supposed to look like. And your team around you has to help you execute and also give you the ideas, the backing, the support to get it done. Mm -hmm. So now you're in this position with this team, Mm -hmm. right? How has that changed your creative process and things from the producers you're working Mm -hmm. with, your rollouts and just your overall um, positioning of yourself? How, How has that sort of changed from being a one man show to having, having the squad around you? Absolutely. So, um, this whole thing really meshed together about a couple months ago, back in August, I believe. That's when Dharmic, you know, introduced me to Ravesh, and he was on board off-rip, you know. Um, he enjoyed the music. He was a fan of the music. And personally, I was just a fan of him and his overall energy, which is um, which is something I'm extremely grateful for. Um, and, yeah, it's just that um, I feel like they're definitely bringing out the best of me and just helping me explain helping me to understand that you know not to be so precious about every small detail right there it's that comes to songwriting you know making music overall posting content even you know um they're just really helping me to just get out of my get out get out of my comfort zone. Okay. Just doing things that I'm not I'm not exactly used to because I'm I'm I wasn't the biggest social media guy before all this. I only had like 300 followers maybe right. something like that. So I was just you know very not on that spectrum. One interview I just saw uh, I forgot who the artist was, but talking about followership, mm-hmm. it might have been Gary V actually, mm-hmm. and Gary V said like like you got to keep creating. Yeah. You got to just keep creating. Like, fuck the followership. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fuck, fuck what fuck social media yeah, says. The fuck likes, the comments. Yeah. Fuck all that. Fuck the facade. If you create great content in whatever space you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, taking pictures, making music, making videos, whatever. If you continually create the great content, they will come. Your journey might be longer than someone else's, and someone else's journey might be a fluke or whatever maybe. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to worry about you. And what yeah. you're doing, yeah, and absolutely. and so what we've seen thus far is some bomb ass records, bro, <laughs> and and that's what counts. Yeah, and teamwork makes the dream work, right? Oh yeah, I believe absolutely. I believe that. So is, is do you feel like the team now is going to help catal- catalyst this thing to the next level for you? I 100 percent like believe that 100. percent It's because I feel like they're they're just not they're just not there for I, w- I, w- I feel like i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't work with them if if they didn't understand where i wanted to really be and where is that like where do you see yourself i see myself being one of the best to be completely honest i love that i like that i'm cool with that i support that hell yeah you know man. it's why not it's just i feel like i feel like in this in this climate and everything it's like we lack brown faces Talk about it. That's just that's just the that's just the reality of it. And to be somebody with 
just somebody to fall into that mainstream and be like, oh, he sounds like that. He looks like that, but sounds like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to listen to this guy. Yeah. We got to pay attention. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, that's, of course, that's, that's one thing that I'm trying to make people understand, but not, not put it up on the stage, put that on the stage first. Sure. Like I want to, I want people to know that I have a, I have a great voice. I can sing. And then, yeah, I'm, I just happen to be brown too, you know? <laughs> so the content product first. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. Right. No, I, I respect it. Yeah. Talk um, collaboration. You're big on collaboration. Um, with oh, your yeah. team, of course. Mm -hmm. Talk about some producers or artists that you've already collaborated with mm -hmm. and some artists or producers that you'd like to collaborate with in the future. Oh, definitely. Um, so, of course, as you all know, Anik Khan, he's, he's a huge inspiration to me and... Um, Homie. He's definitely, um, he's a big brother figure for sure. Um, he heard my, he heard my first record when it came out. And, uh, from what I hear, he, he really liked it, but he kind of just from, from, from the inside, he, you know, he was like, yo, I'm gonna give Robin a year. I'm gonna give him a year and see if he, see, if, see if he still sticks around <laughs> see how he's doing. And then when I met him again, he was like, I just met him randomly and he just like jumped out of his seat. He's like, dude. We got to talk. <laughs> you know, he's like, we got to talk. You do that pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. He's like, nah, we got we to talk. Like, that's it. With the, the they get the yeah, hand movements, yeah. yeah. And then he's wow. just like. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> with, the, with the eye movements. Yeah. Um, yeah wow. And then we, uh, we, we got in the studio and then we created, we, we created like one great record just yesterday. We we banged out like a really great great second record. So oh, so you got two records. Yeah, well, that's yeah. amazing. So are those for his project, your project? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, so it, it's for it's for his project. It's for his project, and he's extremely um, he's extremely helpful when it comes to creating the music, um, and just really you know giving me that guidance in terms of structuring music and you know just telling me straight like if i if i show him something he'd be like mm, that ain't it like he keeps it a buck with he you. keeps it a buck with me yeah. and it, it would it would just to just to reciprocate the same energy or give the same energy is just like really follow follow his advice i mean yeah. you know he he's he's educated in in music so i was like you know what let me let me not be a let me not be a delinquent and be like, nah, screw <laughs> you, like, you, you oldie, you know what I mean? Like, you, li you listen to the people you respect. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I really try to create moments in my, in my, you know, new and improved records and showed it to him. And he was just like, yo, this is, this is way more cohesive and this is way more, like, better. And for hearing that from him was, was an absolute honor. And Dope. yeah, so that was one of my, that was one of my dreams to work with with Anik, so and that happened. That so was you great. Got, you got two records coming with Anik. Who else have you worked with recently? Um, I worked with one of my more recent idols, Eric Bellinger. Crazy. Talk about it. Yeah, That's Eric cool. Bellinger. What was that all about? How did that even happen? Who made that happen? So, uh, Dharmic made that made that one happen for I like sure. This guy. He, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like with Dharmic, um, what he what he tries to make happen is kind of listen to understand where what what inspirations you know i have mm. and i feel like he tries to kind of work around that and make me closer to those people because eric eric writes for chris brown and usher 
and he's written for Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Like crazy, crazy track. Yeah, yeah. And just just being in the studio with him was like on a professional level. It was mind it was blown. mind blowing. <laughs> when I tell you, oh my God, Shariah, guys. When I t- when I t- when I tell you, he came in the studio. He had a show at SOBs. Okay. He was. He, I, I saw him perform. He was tired. And did he know you yet or no? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was aware of me. He okay. was aware of me. I uh, like through, that. Oh, okay. With through connection, because sure. he came into the studio immediately. He just gave me a hug, bro. Wow. He That's gave sick. me. He's like, dude, your music is sick, bro. Like, I really, I really appreciate what you're doing. Like, I was, yo. That's love. I That's was love. just, I was mind blown. There was, it was just eye contact, <laughs> and he was just like, he told me from his heart. I knew. I was just like, oh my god. And I played one of one of the newer records um, that I uh, wrote with, with from somebody on her team. Her name is Brittany B, amazing songwriter. Um, I wrote uh, another planet with her. Okay. Yeah. Big song. I, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> good song. Um, yeah. So when he heard that, he was just like, "Yo, this is this is it. This is this is fire." He loved it, and so um, we worked on another record. And I'm telling you, this this guy was tired. He was tired because he performed. He, he, you know, he was in sweats. Um, we, so, we put, so off of like three records, some covers, and just a lot of hard work and passion. Uh, and the team, of yeah, course. Yeah, and, and the team. Yeah. People that you aspire to work with and, and, yeah. and, and, and people that sort of have uh, uh, laid their foundation down a little earlier than you are now uh, easy to access, access and, and do collabs with. And yeah. What are your thoughts on collaboration overall? Like, you, you, do you like collaborating overall? Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like it's, it's a great way to just learn other, other people's styles of singing. It just, oh, it's just gateways, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, I mean, you can, you can be that artist that is like, no, nah, I'm going to stick to my own thing. I'm going to stick to my own self. But I feel like you're kind of, you're kind of closing yourself off when yeah. you do that. There's, there's so much, you have to understand, there's, there's more talent there's talented people out there and to ignore them or not work with them i feel like isn't the right move you should work with as many people as you can open as many connections as you can what we see will we see you doing any records that are um south asian influenced or you know maybe having um some vocals or some sounds that are a little more on that spectrum by the east is that on the new wave of records that are coming out or is it more just a, on this style that you've got going now um i definitely want to right it's also just being able to execute it properly absolutely that's one thing because to be just just to just to see the 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 climate of it all of, of south asian music and i feel like you know it can just be executed a little bit better i feel like properly yeah 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 i feel i mean i appreciate it i love it right but i feel like there's just some there's certain things that don't go in certain spots but then again it's music right music is a is a a create is a free art form you can do whatever you want 
But you um, definitely see that at some point on the horizon. Absolutely, if, absolutely. If the right producer comes yeah. around or the right course, yeah. comes around. Yeah, there's just there's just one there's just one producer I'm working with, Peter Madonna. Yeah. Pretty sure you guys sure. Are familiar with him. Peter's a homie. Yeah, he uh, I, I linked you actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> I gotta give you I gotta give you the credit for that. Collaboration. Collaboration. Yeah, that was that was that was awesome. We we worked right after All Brown Everything and yeah man, we we got we got some cooking. Nice. That's amazing. Does, is that is that on his trappy craziness or is that what's what's the sound like on that? It's it's actually more of like a like a pop pop record. Amazing man. Peter's a very talented He's producer. so talented, man. I was He I could was go like, in any direction. Yeah, too. That's, he's that's so versatile, bro. I was like, no way. This is crazy. Yeah. And then just just being able to work with different producers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dharmic opening those doors with, with songwriters and different producers just to evolve the sound right because i feel like i'm a i'm i like to consider myself versatile and i hell yeah you know and being an r&b of course is 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 my i feel like that's what i love and that's what i'll go I for i want to see you rap on a record oh God, i that's think you got it in soon. you bro. coming soon i, feel, I think you got it in I you feel he's like, from south side bro yeah, Absolutely. Everyone from Southside yeah, knows facts. how to rap. Just a little bit. I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna execute that in a in a in a in a in a special way as well. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a moment for sure. Well, the first South Asian record when it comes, would you think it'd be in like Bangla, Hindi? Um, I I I really haven't tapped in. I, I mean, of course, I'm proud of of coming from a, um, a Bengali background mm-hmm. and. Growing up on Rubindo Shongit and sure. stuff like that, I feel like I don't know. I never, I never really thought about it. I, I always kind of thought about being in more of the the Hindi realm of okay. of things. Fair enough. Um, because I also grew up listening to you know Hindi music, and so that's something I feel like I could, I could. You could work kill that out. dance floor with the record too. Hell yeah! Yeah, probably. So listen, <laughs> listen, man. Uh, we talked about a lot. There's so much more to talk about. I think you have. Uh, a, a, a long road ahead of you, uh, a, yeah. gr- a great career ahead. Facts. I'm looking forward to hearing more music. Big facts, yeah. I'm um, looking forward to playing more of your records. I think Juicy would say the same. Um, one of the, the the objectives of our podcast mm-hmm. is to really talk to the youth. Um, Absolutely. And we like to end each episode with a word to the young aspiring creatives and whatever field they're in. We mm-hmm. like to really talk to them and, and give them some words of advice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know you're just getting started on your journey, mm-hmm. but uh, for what you've accomplished so far, we think you're doing great. And, and we see Thank you. you. Thank you so we much. We see you as Rob. a guy that, we that when, we, when we, if, if we're still here five years from now, you're going to come back up. We're going to probably be in a different place. You'll definitely be in a different place. Um, but, you know, I want you to tell the youth um, your message, um, you know, your words of advice, your mm-hmm. words of wisdom at, at this stage in your career. If you could give this the youth, the listeners of the Butter Chicken podcast, uh, any gems, what would those gems be? I feel like one gem I'd like to give is the, definitely the word, the word passion, right? To the youth, you have to find out what you're good at and not ignore it. Or think it's just some some hobby, because mm. you you gotta find that activity or that passion, and if it makes the like I said, if it makes the time fly, mm. that's what you you should go for, in my opinion. You know, passion is 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 something that 
is overlooked, I feel, especially amongst the youth and, and the South Asian community because it's like, you know, passion. What is, he's a kid. What does he have a passion right. for? Right. right. But I feel like it stems from when, when you're young. It's little things that, that you do when you're young that, that can eventually show, you know, what you're good at. Right. So passion. Have a passion for something and make sure you're good at it. Like, just make sure that you're, that you, you know, put your all into it. So. Well, I respect. know you, uh, you work with passion because you have a line that says, I will make you reach climax. Oh, yeah. With just foreplay all day. Yes. <laughs> all day. No cap. <laughs> no cap. That's no. a lie, bro. That's to, a real to lie. To the, to the, yeah. That's strong. Yeah. To the, to the ladies. So that was that was definitely <laughs> definitely, written, definitely written with some passion. Absolutely, I I had no hesitation writing that. Just so y'all know, that was from New Things. New Things, yes, my first record. Yeah. Um, listen, Robin Day is here. It's the Butter Chicken Podcast. We're in New York City, but we are broadcasting on all the places you could find podcasts. Facts. I am DJ Sharad. This is my brother. DJ Juicy. We are the Butter Chicken Boys, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and like us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and in India, where are we, Juicy? Hub Hopper, my G. And of course, we're everywhere else the podcast can be found. Robin, before we leave today, uh, where can they find you, my brother? They can find me on underscore Robin Day on Instagram. Same thing goes for Twitter. Um, Follow me. Uh, It'll be... It'll be a great journey, I promise. <laughs> Robin, man, your energy is invigorating. It's infectious. Man. Thank you, man. We salute Appreciate you. We, we wish you nothing but the best. And um, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate you guys for we'll having me. See you me. soon, Butter Chicken Podcast. We out. Know that. Blah, blah, blah.